0: Hello, my name is Mark Taylor and welcome to the Education on Fire podcast. The place for creative and inspiring learning from around the world. Listen to teachers, parents and mentors share how they are supporting children to live their best authentic life and are proving to be a guiding light to us all. Hello Firelighters, thank you so much for being here. I know audio is an important part of your life, so I just wanted to remind you that my audio course... 10 pieces of advice you'd like to have as a child is available on Listenable. You can get a seven-day free trial to listen to my course or the hundreds of other courses available on there. Just go to educationonfire.com forward slash Listenable. Today I'm going to be chatting to Delwyn McKenzie. Delwyn is the business owner of Accent Music School, which she operates from her home in New Zealand. Now this is very exciting for me, it's been a while on the podcast since we've actually had a conversation about music and as, as you all know I'm a professional musician, and music teacher so, and this always gets my excitement going knowing how valuable this is for, for children in so many different ways. In over 30 years of music teaching, Delwyn has taught classroom music, orchestral groups and written a piano curriculum and tutored many individuals on pianos and string instruments. Now just before we find out how she's taken all these activities online, here's a quick thank you to our sponsor. Thank you to the National Association for Primary Education for their long-term support of the Education on Fire podcast. To get a free e-copy of their professional journal, Primary First, please go to nape.org.uk forward slash journal. That's nape.org.uk forward slash journal. Hi Darwin, thank you so much for joining us on the Education on Fire podcast. We haven't spoken about music very much in recent episodes so i'm delighted to have this as our topic of conversation as obviously as a musician myself um and also thank you very much for being part of our our community in terms of being part of our facebook group and all of that kind of thing because it's great to get your insights and your your knowledge especially from being the other side of the world from where we are here in the uk so thanks very much for being here
1: hey it's my pleasure really glad to be here mike
0: so let's dive into into the music aspect. What, um, where did it come from? What is it that you do and, and, and how is it working for everybody?
1: So I come from a musical background for starters. And so that really got me going in terms of why music. Um, but more recently, um, I've been involved with teaching music uh, in schools, but also private music teaching as well. Um, so I started out with piano and strings, majored in double bass at school um, I think being a shorter person, I had something to prove. Maybe that was it. No, I, I think it was actually a toss-up between the trombone and the double bass when I wanted to change from violins in my home. And we had one one of each in the house. So uh, that's why I chose the double bass, I think. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I love um, – my probably my big thing is I love creating. And I love creating music. Um, and I'm probably the main creator of music in my musical family. Um, because everybody else kind of came from that traditional approach and being the youngest of five I think um, I was given a little bit more freedom even in you know as it came to teaching music my mother was very busy teaching so I was off doing my own things sometimes and I'd fiddle around and I think it was the fiddling around with music that really um, sort of lit things up for me really
0: yeah. And I mean, I've spoken before on the show about the fact it kind of, especially as a teenager, I think it really sort of gave me a voice in terms of being able to express myself. And, and even then, I didn't really quite know what it was, but it was just yeah. that kind of, ah, I, I connect with this in a way that I haven't in anything else. And I know music does have the power to do that. And it can also be any part of life that obviously depends on your personality and your interests yeah. and all of that. But I think music has a very sort of special way of connecting.
1: I don't think I realised that though when I was a kid, because because I was growing up in it, I I, I was surrounded by it. My parents were music teachers, they, you know, and uh, so on. But what I did notice was that it was the one thing I was good at at school, and so that really helped me through, you know, the school um, school sort of scene. If you like, I might not have been great at something else, but music was my forte, you know.
0: And I think um, for me, I think, and this is what I'm really excited about, the whole ability to be able to do these things online now as well, is it's opportunity and experience. And um, and when I went to secondary school, um, we had to learn a musical instrument as part of our music class, you know, and and the uh, head of music came around to the primary school and said, right, you know, blow on this, make a buzz in this mouthpiece, you know, play this rhythm. And and out of that, they kind of figured out kind of where your sort of musical bent sort of lie <laughs> as it were wow. um, and we were really really lucky and it was sort of based a little bit on sort of the american band system and it was just for the first year everyone had uh, free lessons i think it was for the first year and then discounted after that and our music lessons were basically a wind band and then from there people who were really interested were then able to take it on and luckily it was a musical school so there was sort of junior wind band and senior wind band beyond that and orchestra so you could kind of sort of see that path going through But interestingly, I'd kind of decided almost, you know, at that age of 11, 12, that, you know, football was going to be my thing. And I was done with music, having done it in primary school. Um, But as soon as I got that experience and that opportunity to, like I said, you know, it really connected with me and I really enjoyed it and sort of really ran with it. But I think it's just that thought of if it hadn't been that situation with those teachers in that school, I probably wouldn't have done it. And I know everyone's journey is slightly different, but I think that's why the opportunity is there. And and I think now, like you say, being able to have local lessons is fantastic, but to be able to learn from somebody who may be online or a different part of the world, but understands what we're talking about in terms of that connection, I think that's really great because it's accessible to so many more people.
1: Yeah, I think the online thing is interesting in that... Um, I mean, if you've got an area of expertise and you've, my, my music school's full, I you know, didn't know what else to do in a way, and but I've, I've got all these years of decades of experience and things that work, things that don't work, I know, you know, there's so much you, you, you look back and, and, and you know uh, that, that you need to do. Um, and uh, with the on, whole on, online thing, you can offer what you are and who you are um, to anybody who wants it. Um, if they don't have access to it where they are. And I think that was one of the things that caught my attention because when we lived overseas, I was looking for a way to help people who were isolated. Um, we were homeschooling our kids for some of that time and we had friends who said, can you teach my children piano? I said, no, we haven't got time, we're not here for that. But, you know, juggling all that. And and I, I thought, wouldn't it, wouldn't it be great if there was a way where, you know, people who are isolated could get the kind of expertise that, you know, you have in a specialist specialist area. So um, I think that was um, the beginning of it. Uh, But then when the availability of online came, I was kind of happy to move down that track because I could see the potential. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So just talk us through, um, you said about the, your sort of bricks and mortar school as it were tell us about that in terms of the sorts of numbers of pupils in the range and the instruments that you you teach and all of that kind of thing um and then a little bit also about like say that experience to be able to create your program create your book and and it looks fantastic in terms of the way you've devised it um because I, i know the sticking point often is is material and i think having that creativity to be able to create your own material based on that is a really interesting thing so yeah see if we can sort of put that picture together for us
1: yeah, sure. Well, when we came back from uh, living overseas in 2004 and um, my husband had been looking behind a computer screen a lot of the time and he sa- I said, what are we going to do when we go back to New Zealand? And he said, I'm going to wash dishes and you're going to teach music. Um, <laughs> and that's pretty much what we've been doing ever since. And um, so he's been incredible support uh, around all of this. So very soon after we got back, I um, got, got the position as a, a music teacher in a local Interesting what you said about your uh, own learning experience. Um, For us, we don't have those kind of opportunities available for kids necessarily. Um, A lot of it is only through private music teachers. Uh, But um, where we were living, um, there was a, a little music school that had been started 40 years prior by an enthusiastic teacher who said, why don't we get the government funding for five schools that we're all allotted and make a music school? And uh, so she had this local school that had been running very successfully with this government funding. And so, um, you know, the school had been through a few directors and they were looking for a new director. So I took on that school. It was only about 100 and about about 100 or so was the average um, we had of students in a range of different instruments coming from the various schools. So what was interesting, I took on the keyboard students. I had, had the other uh, instruments were represented. Drums was in there, you'd be pleased to know. Mm-hmm. And we had great drum tutor and the other instruments. And then I tutored the the Wii Orchestra. That was a combination of that that fed into... Um, fed in from the, the lessons. And uh, one of the things that I learned through that was um, I had a lot of beginner piano students. Um, I remember when I took on the job, uh, the chairman of the board said to me at one point, he said, well, of course, you have a lot of attrition through the year. So we get a lot of numbers. And I'm thinking attrition. You mean you count on that? <laughs> so I was I was curious to know why is there attrition for a start off? That was very key for me. I wanted to find why do kids give up? Um, and what makes it successful for beginners? Those were two questions that I was really interested in. And um, then there, there was a natural drop off when we went to um, after intermediate school because we didn't do into high school for that uh, thing. So we did have a natural attrition, which was fine. But that meant we had beginners coming through each year because of that natural attrition. Um, So I saw a lot more beginners than you normally would because if you're doing it right, you actually don't see a lot of beginners you know, you're kind of taking kids through from start to to finish, you know, I've got some students, of course, you'd probably have the same, uh, where you've had them uh, from when they were wee, wee little people, and now they're taller than you, (laughs) than you are, Um, and, um, and doing wonderful things. Um, So that's the the joy of a music teacher that a primary school teacher doesn't have usually is, you know, you get to see them all the way through but anyway that to say that music score was really helpful for me to see what was needed in terms of material there were tutor books available but I felt like there were some some things lacking so so, sometimes I'd write music that would, would work um or things like that so um, and we had a very sort of a limit on time there was already a standard time limit that we were allowed to use and so we had to maximize the time and things like that so that kind of scrunched me into a certain way of making sure we covered this this and this you know but it was a great starter and a lot of um, kids would go on to private music tuition that wasn't necessarily the group sort of thing some of it was group some of it was very short individual times and then meanwhile I was developing my own private school so I was um having private students uh, coming through as well so um and playing music you know what it's like you're doing all these things that you're balancing <laughs> absolutely
0: many plates splitting and music going on uh, yeah absolutely yeah.
1: <laughs> so um that was um uh, the whole process was interesting for me and I, I found myself, I loved it when I found uh, I could write a piece for, for a child that, you know, needed it. Um, you know, you have these kids show up for their lesson. Oh, I broke my arm this week. I can't play the piano this week. I said, oh, yes, you can. I've got a piece for it called Broken Arm Blues and it's just for left hand. But actually, I can switch it for the right hand if it's your right hand that's broken. <laughs> yeah,
0: um, there's no way out. You're definitely going to you know, be able to learn something.
1: <laughs> that's right. So. um so there were things like that, but but also I, I remember having a student one time, um, more recently this was, um, who we were tracking up all the triads in the C major scale and we got to B and he was this, it wasn't a ma- major, it wasn't a minor, what's this? chord and he was fascinated by the bdf sound i said well that's a diminished it's used in scary movies listen you know and so we talked about the diminished chord a bit next week i had a piece for him called "Who Done It," and away we went and uh, that's actually in my book um for liam um and um so we 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 learned the diminished chord why shouldn't you (laughs) but i think that that i love that aspect of um of even though I've got my book now sort of thing, I'm still creating pieces where it's appropriate for the kids, um, you know. So that's um, the the music school um, it was going well. I was there for 13 years, um, but in the last three years um, we, we had an earthquake. I don't know if you know in New Zealand. Uh, we had mm. an earthquake in 2010 in Christchurch. We lost our home and it was all around the area that we had the music school. Um, Funnily enough, um, parents wanted it to carry on whatever way we could, Um, and so we did, but then we had to move uh, out of the area, our house, we couldn't rebuild on the spot, so we had to find a place to build out somewhere else. Um, So we're now 13 kilometres out of Christchurch, out of town, and um, kind of started again, and I ran the school for three years, but I, I couldn't be local anymore, and I just really struggled with that. So I, uh, but my own music school was um, was doing well by then, and uh, so it's kind of merged into more of that
0: now over
1: the last uh, eight years or so. It was a bit of a long answer, sorry,
0: Mark. <laughs> no, that's, that's fine. It's absolutely <laughs> fine, and I and I really love the. I love that sort of personal element, you know, anyone who's been taught anything one to one, you just, you know, I love the conversations, I love the questions, I was always a student who was always just asking stuff, I'm not sure I did much playing, I was just, what about this, what about that, oh, I found this, um, but I think, like say, when you've got the time and the experience and the understanding to kind of run with that, it's brilliant for the pupil, mm-hmm. but it's also like I say it, it makes you think about what you can do and why you're doing it and how it kind of fits with what you're doing and and for every one of those people there's probably another half a dozen that you think oh yes i can start to, to see how that would work you know i so say not every child breaks their arm every week but you know that over the course of a number of years that piece is going to come and be perfect exactly. for, for, for something and 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 i think and i think that's that's fantastic in the way that just that ability to be able to make that work and, and then sort of pull it in. So talk us a little bit about how that sort of morphed into your book, because I know the characters were important and how you sort of really sort of capture that kind of, in, sort of inspiration through that, that medium.
1: Yeah, I, there were three things that were really important to me, I, I came to realise. Um, I, I wanted to, uh, to have a, a curriculum that engaged children because I, I could see that one of the reasons kids gave up was poor material. Or they 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 found the music too trite, or um, or something like that. So um, I wanted the the music to to work for 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 kids, um, and I wanted it to include some of the things I valued in my teaching um, that I didn't see in other tutor books. And I also wanted it to include uh, not just reading music, but this uh, you know exploring playing by ear, but not to the detriment of reading music well. Um, and, uh, one of the things that I think is really key, um, is for, uh, we, when we're learning something by ear, like we do with music, we switch to learning by ear, it, you know, children naturally switch to learning by ear, but if they have to kind of read the music for that particular skill, then they have to learn to read it. But if you play that piece for them first, uh, then they, um, they don't really learn the reading process. So what I've found works really well is I have some pieces that are specifically used for playing by ear and some that are specifically used for reading music. Purists might think that's terrible, but they blend, actually, and I do uh, – when when a child is reading sight reading for the first time, I've got giving them skills of counting, note recognition, and singing a song as well. But um, but I make sure that they are decoding that and their their eyeballs are moving on the music as mm-hmm. it were, and it's going into their brain. I'm actually watching their eyes as they're reading, and um, and for some students with learning differences, uh, I pay a little bit more special attention there because. You know, you see their eyes going here and there as they're trying to feel it or hear it, you know, but actually they've lost contact with what note they're playing visually. So it actually helps some children with learning differences to actually learn to focus their eyeball from one to another systematically like that um i've noticed and then once they've sort of struggled through that counting process and that, i'll play it for them so they know how to practice it at home and what it's going to sound like when they've learned to practice it so i do let them hear it but not just necessarily first up and it won't be the kind of piece I like i don't have folk tunes or what have you for the reading section of my course but i have those sorts of old mcdonald had a farm on the black notes Um, sort of thing Um, you know Mary with a twinkle combination of Mary had a little lamb and twinkle twinkle little star not exactly the thing but but kind of you know um, just I I tell the kids it's a mashup well that's just too cool for some kids so um, you know (laughs) It's so simple, but it works. Um, so, and then the other thing I, I, I like to do with some of those by ear pieces, I'll use them to teach things that you just don't need for reading. For example, I've got a further on in my second book, I've got um, when I'm teaching chromatics, um, I uh, have a little beehive piece where it just it suits a chromatic style where it's just all buzzy and, and yet they're not reading a whole lot of sharps and flats that look terrifying. They're just learning it by ear and by the patterning. So I have these pattern pieces that teach you playing by ear or a skill to do with creating or, or a skill like fifths that they crossing over with fifths that they can fiddle with and a whole range of things. So um, the, that, that whole um, thing of not having too much on the page is really helpful for some learning um, differences and uh, things like you are you are see in some of the uh, books that are popular, uh, they'll have the tutor part written on the page where the child is learning. And uh, there's just so many notes that they don't need on the page for their particular. And um, much as it's very helpful for the teacher in the lesson, it's not actually great for the child who says, what are all these little black dots and lines for, you know, and then the whole thing of reading the page and not looking at your hands. Um, you know, when you think of it, a piano is all these vertical lines down here with big vertical, big rectangular blobs. And and I'm figuring out what to do here by looking at a whole lot of horizontal lines with a lot of little black dots. Um, and we've got to decode all that. And so to keep one of those pictures um, hidden in a way is just uh, hugely helpful in that early uh, stage.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I definitely can relate to that so much. I've got some pupils that I've inherited who have learned a lot of things just by ear. Um, and they kind of felt secure in what they could do, um, but it didn't quite have that sort of pinpoint accuracy. I think because they didn't truly understand that they knew what they were doing. Um, And then when we started to get a little bit more into the note reading as well, to begin with, they're a little bit frightened because it's like, oh, I don't know any of this. This is new. But once they started to realize that they kind of knew most of what it was that they were starting to read, they just couldn't relate the two things together. They were like, ah, so it's yeah. And it's like, yeah, you're not relearning everything. It's a combination of those things. And and I definitely know that sometimes, like you say, it's good just for them to to read it bit by bit on their own, work it out. And then sometimes there's something which you just think, I can make this slightly a different experience for you and I can play a little bit or I can start it or I can just explain mm. where it's come mm. in relation mm. to something else. Mm. And it, and it, they start to take ownership, I think, of their learning. I think that's the real, th- that's the thing. And, and I think the thing that's yeah. so important with music is how you can adapt it to the, um, everything else that goes on in the classroom, the, 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 the repetition, the keeping everything moving, that the, the mm. understanding of, of this process, you know, it's not an instant satisfaction but actually, sometimes it is. You know, there's a working process which gets yes. you so far. But the, the, yeah. I think the momentum you get with your understanding of what you're about and the and the the learning procedure or or the or the programming of where you're getting, you're not always starting from the beginning again. You're building on what you're doing, yeah. and then you start the floodgates kind of open. And mm-hmm. and I think I try and sort of relate that as much as I can to other things that they're doing in the school because it really then just kind of they go ah right so this isn't something I come out of maths to do to have a lesson with you on the same day we're Mm. we're learning just a different Mm. kind of you know this is music but actually it's so relatable to everything else so take us specifically into what the book physically looks like because I know you've got some great illustrations in there as well and um and 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 sort of how how that works and and sort of the age range that it's sort of it's sort of developed for
1: so basically there are two parts to the book. There's the reading section at the beginning and then at the back I've got the pattern pieces but they're really just there for the tutor or the parent um, to be able to refer to. Um, When I'm online I just have those as recorded um, visual experiences um, and uh, they kind of learn them alongside the, the reading pieces. So um, like, for example, right at the, the, the beginning, we learn a piece called Sea Story. One of the things that's helpful for this one is that each note is sort of visually sitting somewhere where they can... Um, See, like bobbing on the sea, that B is sort of sitting on the top of the water and and so it, it tells a little story of, of what it looks like on the stave so there's some kind of visual connection there and kids really really enjoy that and then I put that into a little um, piece um, and um, that's um, kind of a good starting point but then at the bottom there I've got um, my pattern piece wave and that's a, a little piece on the black notes where they're just simply going up and back, but in a, in, a, in a counting three rhythm. And the reason I do the counting three rhythm for that is that um, when they start learning, now you rhythm man, see what you think of this, um, uh, starting with four, four, but then when they start counting in three, they want to leave a space at the end of beat three <laughs> um, rather than going straight into beat one again. And so by having this this wave piece which one, two, three, one, two, three, that sort of thing, um, bit of a feel going there on that piece. By the time they get to counting in three, a few pieces later, it's not totally new and strange. So there's a sort of a connection with what I'm doing with the, the pattern pieces and what I'm doing. And the pattern pieces are more in the first book. Um, in the second book, there I do have some there, but not um, not as many. So the illustrator was um, actually my, my, my son found the illustrator. He's from Hungary. Um, we've never met, of course, but we've corresponded a lot over the Internet. And um, uh, he was just, uh, just a spot-on illustrator that we wanted, and um, uh, we worked with him on online for each of the pieces. The characters are um, – the reason we chose oh, – I don't know if it was uh, – any deep reason but um I've always been a fan of elephants and um I feel sad about the fact that um, pianos have used ivory (laughs) over the year in past years so maybe it's a way of giving back somehow Um, but we have this elephant character and his friends and my husband Robin who's a Brit came from uh, England went to New Zealand when he was 13 um, he um, he's a great writer, and um, so he's written all the lyrics for um, the the pieces, um, and he loves writing lyrics for music that's already written, whereas I like to do it the other way around. So um, it's brilliant that if I've got a technique that I want to do a particular way of Playing, having a piece of music in my course, I can write it exactly how I want it to go. And then he will come along and and, and do uh, these great lyrics that are not trite, which was actually a high value for me. So, um, But then he's also written, and this was an idea that we worked on uh, as our, with our family, was um, my husband has written two books. One is called uh, A Name for Baby Thickskin, um, and Baby Thickskin becomes Rumble Thickskin. Which is a, sort of a ring to it, um, and then uh, then the second book is um, Rumble. Thickskin learns the piano, and he he actually was encouraged to do percussion. Sorry, Mark, by his father, but he wanted to learn the piano. So um, that book is is sitting ready to go. We just have to figure out how to um, publish it, but it's all sitting there ready to go. Um, so both of those books are ready to go, actually. So we've just got yeah. to figure out how we get it out to everybody. Um, yeah, so fantastic. if I get enough people asking for it, maybe we'll get it sorted.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, and so the, the piano books, it, did that sort of naturally flow into into the online stuff you're doing now? Or were, were they, are you, the fact that you had it then made it a kind of a, a, a pre-made course, as it were, for that? So tell us how, how the online thing works and, and the two things together.
1: Well, well, I guess the, uh, the online thing, uh, going back to what I was saying about having um, uh, met people who wanted to learn, um, have their children learn music when they were in an isolated setting, um, I guess I wanted to give, first of all, the online thing came first up with um, wanting to help parents and give them the skills they needed to understand the different learning styles that kids might have, um, how to approach just making sure, if, if you are teaching your own, let's do it right. So I guess that I have written a course called How to Teach Your Child the Piano Like a Pro. That's really for parents. Um, and just giving them a whole lot of tips that what I learned from what my parents did well, what they didn't do well, what I did well, what I didn't do well, and picking up on all of that, teaching my own. I had two of my children um, had uh, dyslexia issues, which we didn't discover till later on. Um, and I could never figure out why it was harder to teach them music than my son, who went on, uh, other son who went on to become a jazz pianist. Um, but the the issues of teaching them Suzuki style piano, reading music, and all of that. Um, so a combination of wanting to support parents who wanted to teach their own, maybe in a homeschool setting, and then having a curriculum that I could really encourage them to use that I would be happy with because it's one thing to say, you teach your child this or that, uh, do it like this, and then not have material that's going to back up um, the, the sort of things you're encouraging them to do. Uh, so it's sort of flowed on from that really. And then the on, going to online, I've been teaching it in my own school, my brick and mortar school, as we say, um, for about three years now. Um, and so, you know, it's been working really well. Um, I basically use these two two books and then um feel happy to take them onto the Suzuki pieces which I love or and, and a jazz combo with that as well so if that's what they want to do so I like to sort of steer after I've kind of went, been through the basics in my books I, it's really kind of okay where do we go now rather than going through a whole string of other tutor books I mean you can live off tutor books if you want mm. to but I didn't want to do that just for the heck of it um, I think it's you've got to start looking for other material fairly soon when children are learning to, to suit them Um, But this is really just, as it's called, head start, you know, I mean, I just want people to have a really good start, because I see that's where the attrition happens, if they don't get that good start, like what you're saying, if you don't really learn to count early on, when it gets difficult, you hit that brick wall, it says, oh, this is too hard, I can't do it anymore.
0: Mm. Yeah, and I think, like you say, it's that opportunity, isn't it? You know, if parents want to support their children to do it, and they don't have the opportunity around them, or... They get the chance to sort of see the whole thing in the round, I think, which is what's great yeah. by having the material and then the, the relationship with you online and, yeah. and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, and I mean, one of the things that anyone if they've taught music online knows is that the, the time lag and the, and the the connection over over the Internet can be hard. So tell us just uh, briefly in terms of the way it works, do people sort okay. of record it and send it to you? Is it live in, in the moment? How, how do you sort of go about doing that?
1: Well, I think it's probably going to be a work in progress um because it's um it's this year i'm is where I'm putting it out. Um, but what i'm I'm thinking i'll I'll do, I've got um, all the lessons are pre-recorded with a voiceover um, PowerPoint, and um, you know, uh, lots of visual on the page to help with the page that they're learning from. So they see their page there, and I've got instructions and things we're doing. and and I have a tutor. Or a duet part that goes with what they've learned as well but that's all pre-recorded so the course is all up there pre-recorded what they can do is um, as they follow through the instructions for each lesson um, they can interact with me um, by email they can send me stuff um, but I as part of the course so far I'm offering um, that um, people can send in to me um, at what they've pre-recorded out of one of the sections, and I'll give them send them back a little loom thing with here. You've got this right here. This is great, but you didn't get the counting right here. Um, these are called rests. Uh, we did talk about those, but you know, just you know, go over that again. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you then you then you're specifically helping them with maybe one aspect of a section. So um, yeah, at the moment that's there. So that's a not a huge cost to have that course like that but if people wanted um extra coaching they can um book that in um,
0: yeah to, go to do that sort of add an extra kind of thing yeah, yeah exactly yeah because yeah, yeah. Yeah, not everybody's going
1: to want that they're going to want to have the independence of doing it themselves um and uh, yeah but I, I definitely don't want it to to not work you know i want it to be I know there's some really good stuff that is going to help. I, I know I've proved it over 40 years of teaching, so mm. I know this stuff works, and um,
0: yeah. And I, I think that's what comes across so strongly and, and warmly. I think is the fact that oh, it it, it 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 feels like. I mean, I you know I used to love music school when I was younger and and I sort of Mm. you know there's a sense of something about that when you're young which is hard to replicate when you Mm. when when you're sort of older or in the profession and I think taking that experience and that knowledge and that feeling of it and to then like you say bring it into your private practice but then to be able to then sort of replicate that and, and get it into that kind of online course setting I think is a is a really special thing to be able to do and I think the ability to be able to sort of morph with the idea as well. Like you say, if there's an extra something you can add, or other ways you could support, which you can find sort of as each step of it goes Mm. so we have to make sure that everyone gets on board quickly because if you suddenly have a million people on it then it's going to take a lot more recording of loom (laughs) to support everyone who wants to do it exactly Um, um, i'll have to
1: figure that out as we go along yeah
0: (laughs) Um, but uh, but uh, i i love that kind of you know that that sense of knowing just what every child will need you know like saying the majority of it that you could get in the course from all of that understanding and knowledge and experience i think you just can't replicate that by sitting down trying to just do something like that off the bat it, it, it's, it's all it's that um the experience knowledge and understanding i think of all those hours of doing all those individual lessons and uh, like i said it comes across very very warmly and like i can really sort of even having not done the course myself i can imagine what it's like going through which i think is is fantastic thank you thank you mm. So let's just dive a little bit into into your school life, if you can remember. In terms of is there a teacher, an experience, or something which had a sort of a positive impact on on you? In terms of what you'd like to share?
1: Yeah, I think uh, there were one of the things that that um, I thought about when um, with this is I don't really have a great recall of positive teachers when I was a, a child at school. Um, you know, I think kids really can sniff out the ones who are not genuine and who have their own favorite kids in the class. <laughs> and I don't think I was particularly, um, I, I definitely wasn't in in the top group ever. Um, I was just probably a struggler, um, probably had a little bit of dyslexia going on, although I was a good reader. And so it we didn't pick any of that, but for me, processing was an issue. I never found all that out until we diagnosed our daughter many years later. Um, so I think that whole struggle at school was to do with some of these learning areas that are now more prevalent. People understand a bit more about them. Um, but we got on, on with it back then and and have learned through it and found it valuable Um, to kind of come around the back door as it were and learn other ways because of it you know so that's I think that's been fantastic so I think in terms of a a teacher probably um, uh, my music teacher in in school at high school um, was the most encouraging one because she actually spotted that I had some musical talent and uh, and that was a a value Um, she encouraged me in, in my music when we living I was living away from home at the time. So um and I think the that relationship was interesting because she wasn't um she wasn't wasn't a terribly warm person actually in some ways, but she was passionate about what she did. And so that kind of went over, and she sort of seemed a little bit scary to me in some ways. But mm. as we got to know her each other, you know, I realised actually she was really quite, um, quite special. Uh, so um, yeah, thanks to her really for keeping me going on my music through high school, and um, encouraging me in that. Yeah,
0: and I think that's it. I think I think just hearing these conversations where someone says it was this situation this type of person this mm. sort of opened up for me and i think mm. when you're when you're a teacher when you're in education just knowing that there's going to be A pupil, or there's going to be someone somewhere that really Mm -hmm. connects with what you say, what you're teaching, who you are, and I think that's Mm -hmm. where sort of sharing your personality and some of your experiences can really help because you don't know what that is, and you may never find out. It might be, you know, someone like you know, like me having a conversation with that particular child many years later. Yeah, yeah, there was something about that teacher on that day, or or whatever it happens to be, and and so I think just even having that in your mind when you're in your classroom or when you're with someone, I think is is really, really important. Hmm. And is there a piece of advice that you would like to share for something that you were given when you were when you were younger or even some advice you'd give your young your younger self now sort of looking back and uh, (laughs) it's always i always find this funny because it's like you know we have teenagers in our house and i know that the advice isn't always what they want to hear but it (laughs) it goes in there somewhere and i think there's some benefit for their hearing it at least
1: well um yeah no I, I think we, well, I got good advice as, uh, you know in my family I my parents were fantastic um, so I felt like I was well grounded in, in, in good advice um, but I think one of the things I learned um, you know early on my my parents encouraged us to be grateful um, for things and having a gratitude attitude I think is something it's just key for a child to um, to have. Um, and I think um, I think I did have a, a grateful attitude as a child, and I think that helped me as a child um, interact with people. And I notice it now; I, I can you could know, spot the children who have a real uh, grateful attitude. You know, just a you know an eight year old who says thank you for the lesson, Miss, as they're leaving. You know, I think wow, nobody else said that today. Um, and you think they've you know the parents have given them a good. And grounding and being grateful and uh, it might be by rote but you know just starting early on being grateful um, you know you can never encourage enough of that Um, but to my younger self I think like to have known how how much I was going to achieve in a way I never expected to go where I went, in a sense. I thought when I was little, I had an older sister who was brilliant, brilliant violinist, and we were all supposed to be as uh, practice as much as she did and never did. Um, so I never thought that I was actually going to be as clever as her. And I thought, wow, wouldn't it be amazing to play in an orchestra? And And to think, you know, that was a pinnacle for me as a little kid to play in an orchestra. Um, and and when I did or c- write music for orchestra was another thing, I thought, wouldn't it be amazing to write music for orchestra? And the first time I ever did write music for orchestra, I was was on a computer and and as I uh, put these pieces together and then played it uh, on the computer, I thought, there you go. I've written for orchestra for the first time. <laughs> but but it it actually took me back to that time as you know, as a child when I thought I wonder if I could ever, uh, you know, and um, and 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 to be able to dream and be able to realize, you know, what I fulfilled the dream I had of playing in an orchestra when I was older. I kept up doing my practice, and you know, and I I, I tell some of my students um, yeah, these these sorts of stories too. And I'm, I've got a, a a wee orchestra at one of my schools. 27 little players and a whole range of um, orchestra instruments. And um, I told them this year that uh, one of my students from one of the earlier orchestras a number of years ago, um, fighting with the Fs and the F, F naturals and the F sharps on his violin. Um, and uh, this year he's conducting the, the uh, primary schools festival uh, concert band. Um, you know, that, uh, that, the fact that I helped him in his very first orchestra Um, you know gave him that confidence right at that early stage I think that comes back to how it was such a meaningful thing to me as a child the thought of playing in an orchestra and and I think it's one of the reasons why one of my greatest delights is to help juniors get their first start in an orchestra or at the piano you know I just want people to get it right from the beginning that's going to help them for their life you know because you know so uh there's a bit of a messy answer for you
0: um <laughs> i love it i i just think you, you, can, you can feel the experience of it and i and i think you're right because that's that that's often my starting point when i'm doing something with my pupils it's that kind of i know what you can experience and my job is to try and make that as meaningful but like you say with, with the skills and the understanding and the way of really getting it not right as incorrect but as in it doesn't yeah. take much more work to do it brilliantly well than to kind of fudge it, kind of thing. And 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 hopefully the skills that we have as teachers enables us to kind of have the good practice and the understanding yeah. to be able to to really make it work, which I think is brilliant. Yeah. And and just as we start to round up, is there a resource you'd like to share? And this can be a video, a song, a book, a, a podcast, then anything which you, you you've been uh, experienced to that sort of sort of. Has really sort of hit a mark or had a lasting impression on you?
1: Well, actually, there was one not long ago. I'm, it's an older movie now, but um, somebody had told us to to watch it, so it's probably everybody knows it. Um, I hadn't seen it until recently. Jeffrey um, uh, Rush uh, and Shine, uh, the movie, just thought it was fantastic and uh, really um, wonderful to see. Um, that man's story really um have a positive ending um so what starts out really um not so good can can doesn't have to be that way all the time um yeah so um a resource um there's there's a funny little video um that is t- it tells about your brain um i think it's a ted talk of some sort um it slips my memory right now um but i think i like it because it um it, it tells you that when you play music everything lights up both sides of your yeah. brain and I like to 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 use that as um, an illustration when somebody says to me, oh, I couldn't do my piano practice this week because I've got exams. And I said, well, that's why you need to use both sides of your brain to <laughs> <I> do your <laughs> piano practice. Um, so that's a, just a little wee um, snippet that's, done in cartoon sort of thing no maybe it wasn't a ted talk um but anyway i just uh, that was a, a one resource but
0: i love that and i i i mentioned that quite a lot in my teaching as well mm. in terms of like, oh, i can't quite get it and it's like there's a reason why you're not able to get it first time necessarily and it's because like you say you're using every part of your brain and i said you know that there's you know cartoon studies whatever that you know that kind of when you're doing this sort of stuff your entire brain is like whoosh on fire almost in terms of what you're doing and actually what you're doing each time you're doing it it's making another connection another neural pathway is being done and almost like a river you know each time it does it it connects easier because it's done it before and all of that so Mm. it kind of sort of seems to help them understand that it's not about doing it right the first time and Mm. if you go wrong it doesn't matter because next time when you when you do it slower or you do it sort of with purpose you're just reinforcing the right thing. So as long as you've got it right and you understand it, yeah. it then gets easier and and, and then like I say, everything then starts to really light up and it really helps. And I think that just sort of sometimes just takes away the pressure of that expectation of not asking a question, getting it wrong, failing and and all of that kind of stuff because as i say that's just part of the learning process and and i i say the same goes for me you know i've been playing for a long time but sometimes i just get a piece of music and it's like it's back to the beginning it's going to be slow it's going to be repetitive and i'm just going to have to do but i've got those learning blocks and those that understanding that can help me you're exactly the same you're just much younger but i'm still doing the same things i'm telling you
1: yeah yeah, no, you're so right. I, I I think that is such a key, and, and, and when when you see the people get those aha moments, it just means so much. You know, um, I had a parent just this last week say, "Oh yes, he's doing what you said." When he got to, it was it, when it got difficult, he he broke it down into smaller bits, and he was going slow, and he was doing, and it was just amazing to hear this parent saying, "Oh yes, he's following, you know, those ideas, and he's got it. He's got his little tools in his toolbox now to decode what's going on."
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and I love that. And it's that kind of, you know, it might be these two bars today, but I will I'll be telling you the same thing in ten years' time when you're doing a concerto. (laughs) I'm telling you the same thing. (laughs) My job is to get rid of me because you know what you're trying to do. You might still have to learn the piece, but you don't you've got the skills to do it. And I just think that's fantastic. Brilliant. Well, Thank you so much for being here. Do tell us, we've talked a lot about the books and the course and all of that. Tell us what you have to offer and where people can find out more and and how you can support them.
1: Well I've got um, uh, the two little pieces I mentioned earlier um, one called Sea Story and one it's bobbing on the sea using those notes um, I'd love to offer your listeners a, a, um, a wee free mini course just to have a look at those um, it's just a few a couple of the lessons from my course uh, so I can give you the um, links for that um, uh, later um, for, the, for your show notes if you like uh, that's one thing um, The if anybody wants to um, find the course um accent music school um is my music school and if you go to my website you can sign up there get my newsletter i have a newsletter for parents to to give them the support they need with learning and teaching or or even anybody i've got thoughts about teaching and learning kind of in my blog um, that is just there as a support for people um, involved with that um, so that comes out bi-monthly pretty much and um, yeah the, the, so the online course is um, probably best accessed through my website um, accentmusicschool.com slash headstartpiano piano. I can find it there
0: fantastic well, well well first of all thank you so much for offering that little mini course that's brilliant we'll make sure that like i said all that stuff's on the show notes and also direct links to the website and all of that kind of thing as well so if if everyone goes to um education on fire as well um we just literally um put the episode into the into the into the search bar and that'll pop up so we'll make sure you've got all of that as well so mm-hmm. well david thank you so much for being here thank you so much for telling us about your story and and for everything you're doing and you know as i said is a music teacher and and the performer I'm, I'm obviously very passionate about music not just for the experience that i've had but what we can pass on to our pupils both within music and beyond so yes keep up the great work and, and thank you so much
1: thank you so much i really appreciate now it. yeah, it's been so nice to catch up with you
0: Thank you so much for listening. It's such a pleasure to be able to bring you such wisdom and inspiration. If I could ask you to do one thing, please share this podcast with one other person just so that we can really make the most of our ripple effect of being able to just reach as many people as possible and that way we can make the biggest difference in the world. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to know more about the community and how to get involved, please go to educationonfire.com forward slash fire